this is Katie. Thank you for joining me again on the My Senses, My Space podcast. And today I wanted to share my thoughts on the word lazy. I think um, many of us have heard this um, coming from mostly family members, but maybe some friends of, um, especially when we were younger, we were called lazy if we didn't get up and help out with chores or just help out with anything around the house. And I think having this concept or this, this term um, invited into our heads and thinking about, oh, well, it must be my fault and something is wrong with my body for wanting to say no to the request. Like it's something to wrap your head around. Like what actually was happening in that moment? Many times, you know, we don't like to help out people. Like in that very moment, it may not be our choice to go, oh, yay, you know, like my body is looking forward to helping in some capacity. But for the most part, people are like, well, yeah, you know, I want to be helpful to other people. But why was it that many times our body was saying, maybe this doesn't feel right right now? And then um, an adult saying, well, you're just being lazy, you know, get up and do this. So the concept of, you know, everyone being able to just get up and help is actually ableist. There are so many situations, physical and mental, that can keep people from just, and that's another word, (laughs) um, just getting up and helping out instead of being quote lazy. But, um, sometimes it's because people have never experienced having, um, physical and mental limitations that can make it hard for people to help out, help, help, um, have, help (laughs) stumbling over my words today, um, to be able to help out easily. But, um, a lot of times people are coming just from their own experiences. And here I just said, just, right. (laughs) I'm not saying the particular words are, uh, should be banned in all ways. I'm just saying like, um, when someone says, you know, just do this, sometimes it's very hard to make that initial step up and over, um, you know, getting started both mentally and physically. But if people don't have experiences where that, um, is coming into play again and again, making that it's very hard to take that first step, they're just coming from their own experience and thinking, oh, well, they're just being lazy and they just need to get over that step. So I know for myself, it can be very, very hard for me to start in on something where I can't visualize the outcome. And so it can be like, well, I set a goal for myself or a task for myself that's kind of nebulous. And I look at it and I go, okay, um, I need to... I'm just thinking off the top of my head, um, create more creativity in my life, like invite more creativity into my life. 
And what does that look like though? Like I, I need specific things in order to take a first step. I need to think about it as like, well, maybe I could take a class. Maybe I could go to an art gallery. Maybe I could watch a documentary. Maybe I could watch videos from artists or Skillshare or whatever. I'm not a sponsor, but um, just like, what does that actually look like? So that's one barrier. Another barrier is like just physically being just exhausted and unable to complete many tasks that day. Am I actually being lazy? No, no. My body is actually saying, stop, pause, rest. You need to slow down. You need to take care of yourself. You can't go at that speed that, um, that cadence right now, maybe you did earlier this week, not today, not today. And that's not being lazy. Um, so what can we do when we are hit with these things? And I, I have alluded to it, like saying pause to your body saying, okay, I, I had like total sensory overload yesterday. I need to take the day to pause and just regroup and heal or, you know, I'm starting a new medication and I need to give that time to have my body process it in a different way and then, and monitor symptoms. Like there's so much surrounding our needs every day that it could be that things are just drawn out longer. So looking at tasks and looking at goals as trying to um, divide them up into the smallest little steps you can. And sometimes that very first step, and I know it works for me because it's kind of that fear of the empty page, right? If there's something I'm creating or something that is kind of a, a big task or an unknown task, what I try to challenge myself to do is maybe put my name on the page or put one little thing or put some sort of template together. Um, excuse me. And it may, I love templates in this way. I think, um, maybe looking at all of this as like a template, meaning that you have some sort of outline to go from and say, okay, tomorrow when I start this task or later in the day when I start this task, I already have a framework in where I can take the smallest little step later. So for instance, um, you know, I have a to-do list to organize my kitchen or something, or just to clean my kitchen or just to clean the dishes. Like it can be very, very small. Um, So what is the first step in cleaning dishes? Well, maybe I actually get out my supplies first and I walk away. Like just having those set up the next time I'm able to get up and um, try to complete the task, I feel invited to take another small task. You know, it's another small step in that. Um, Maybe it's having someone else around or having someone on the phone or listening to the podcast, some way to kind of you know, um, listening to a podcast and 
having some way to like distract myself a little bit from all of the worries of me doing it wrong. I feel like sometimes I have to drown those out, playing music, podcasts, friends, videos, whatever playing in the background. And knowing that during that initial, um, you know, step, which feels like a big step, but you're actually trying to make it the smallest step can be really beneficial of just going, you know what, I'm going to distract your brain for a little bit. Um, and I'm going to take that first step and then know that I can walk away after a little bit of time and say, okay, I'm going to take a break and come back. I, I think we'll hear, still be hearing from a lot of people the word lazy a lot. It's just so ingrained from childhood. And so like when I was hearing, I heard it on um, a video I was watching this last week and I was just, I just cringed so much because I was like, but you're not seeing it from a lot of other viewpoints that... Um, people with disabilities, people with different neurodiversities, trauma, anxiety, whatever it is, you're not seeing it from that perspective because you've never experienced it that way. And so I think it's going to take a lot of time for people to kind of understand that and to wrap their heads around it. So at first I wanted to like jump on and say something and say, please, please don't use that word. But I also can't be stopping and educating everyone on this, but um, I feel like people will respond to say to removing that from their vo vocabulary if they are met with kindness and and a new perspective of like, hey, I don't know if you've ever experienced this before, but this is quite triggering for people who can't just do something or are looked at as being lazy when they can't do something. So I hope this helps a little bit in reframing your perspective. And um, this next week, I'm really excited about a lot of upcoming um, episodes. So if you're enjoying this podcast, please give me, um, you know, put some a couple stars on this um, in your favorite podcast app um, or just let me know, drop me a line somewhere that this is really helping you out because I'm getting, I feel like I'm gaining some momentum now and um, it will, it, I have some really exciting episodes coming up. So until next time, thank you for joining me on the My Senses, My Space podcast.